them come. This is their fate. All right. All right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay. Here are my friends, Jalen and Josh. We got a lot to talk about this week. A lot of random stuff that I want to talk about, but it's still stuff. So we're going to talk about it. But before we get started, as usual, Jalen, Josh, uh, whoever want to go first, just tell the people how you've been, where you're at, and what you've been up to. Because I don't even think I asked y'all before we started, and I did. Look at that. Great friends, great pods. <laughs> where your energy at, man? Uh, He's been playing Saints Row. Oh my nah. god, no, nah, nah. we're gonna talk about it, nah. but I ain't been playing it. No, 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 no. I'm tired, man. Mean you ain't gonna play it? No, after all those reviews, <laughs> we gonna talk about it. No, I ain't playing it. Yet, no, 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 no. Uh shoot. Um I'm trying to think. Everything's smooth. Uh I really got no updates and stuff. Just trying to find a job and uh, make some money. That's pretty much it. Messed up in the crib. I need some money or something. <laughs> but, he always. But now I'm good. This, guy is <laughs> this is the most interesting guy I know. But go ahead. Keep talking about how you so down bad. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't stand nah, this guy. I'm just no, I'm blessed, man. Don't don't listen to me. I'm I just be uh, I always think exaggerating and stuff like that. But uh, not everything's smooth, though, man. I'm just uh, taking That's things day by day. I've been trying to warrior. work out in the morning and stuff. So yeah, Mister <laughs> Frugal himself. Don't you forget, <laughs> <laughs> Frugal Warrior. You gonna have to coin that one, <laughs> man. We we learned some stuff over the years. Definitely be some frugal uh, tears. I I definitely learned some stuff from uh, Jalen for sure. So y'all keep listening. Y'all gonna learn some stuff. <laughs> Mister Frugal Man, he gave you all the deals. Um, but what about yeah. you, Josh? What you been up to? Yeah, I'm not Mister uh, Frugal Warrior. I'm um, out here in Japan for a bit. It's, oh, um, yes, out yes, with sir. yes, sir. With family, um, and yeah, it's it's nice. I forgot how hot it was. Um, hundred percent humidity out here, but otherwise, mm-hmm. I I actually haven't been going out that much. Just been jet bag really bad. Not because uh, I I don't think I had like a good sleep schedule before I left, and then coming here, it's just not able to um, really sleep. So it, yeah. it, it'll be alright. It'll be a couple of days until things get back to normal. Um, yeah, otherwise, just uh, I haven't played a lot of games over the last week. Uh, a couple things on like the playing, just to, like keep myself occupied, but uh, doing good, um, yeah, traveling, like I mentioned to y'all, is difficult. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, fam. you know, it, as you get older and like bigger your family get, it's a lot more stuff to like uh, account for when you make like long trips. But we made it all safe and sound, so happy about that. Hey, that's good. That's that's the uh, all praise to the most high. That's all I say about that one. Just get you glad you're there. Um, glad you you're safe, got the whole family over, and y'all gonna enjoy yourselves for a little bit. Hopefully, y'all come back, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but if you, you know, 
the plans plans can change, I suppose, but the expectation is for you to come back at this point. Um, but yeah. Uh, start working for the Square Enix. Man, who had no, as long as you don't work for you heard Nintendo had a fire at the uh at uh Kyoto. Yeah, they, like they the said they were discussing out some uh yeah, some heat for y'all in a little bit of time. <laughs> they said uh what they say? They said Mario was throwing out the heat uh balls or then they said Bowser got let out or something like that. I don't remember, <laughs> but it was something funny. Um but yeah, that was interesting when I was thinking about it. I said, man, they I said they probably all paper too. <laughs> and they probably lost 10 years <laughs> worth of stuff. If anything of that bug catch on fire, they don't trust nothing online. They, they like the most non leaked. Yeah, I guess they kind of yeah, up I there think, when it comes to non leaked no leaks. And Nintendo, well, I think Japan in general, but Nintendo does have like a lot of uh, physical stuff, like documents, or at least yeah. a hard copy. Yeah. yeah. I would think so because they feel like they're kind of old school in that regard. Um, so it'd be interesting. They, they hold the angle up in flames, flame, flame spitters. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, with me, I mean, family came up. I got some interesting uh, nieces. I mean, interesting niece and nephew. They're pretty hilarious. Uh, they wanted to play with the <laughs> VR. Well, one wanted to play with the VR he was loving that Fortnite Dragon Ball Z skin. He said, my daddy won't buy it for me. So he was up here Kamehameha to his heart's content. And, you know, my brother, he like, man, I bought that man like 20, 50 different skins. He got all the skins in the world. So he said, he, he buy the newest one. Yeah, he buy the newest one. So it don't matter. It's what have you done for me lately? That man probably spent like $1,000 on that stupid game. But uh yeah, so he was playing with he was playing um with the Dragon Ball and stuff like that. They they even played a few multiverses matches and man was the gameplay atrocious with them. I said, Man, what is y'all doing? No memes? Y'all ain't doing no memes out here. They just they just swing it back and forth. Attack the delay all across the screen. I'm like, man, y'all out here tripping, man. Uh but yeah, it was fun. I had a lot of fun with my family coming up. Play Monopoly, Family Feud on the Switch. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun because I, you know, I I went when I'm up here because I got the twins. I'm like I'm not going nowhere, but I got plenty of stuff to do. So yeah, we had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, did like a bonfire, all that stuff. Yeah, kids had a blast. I had a blast. We all had a blast. But um, yeah, moving on to the games. Games, games, games. The first thing I want to talk about, and when you kind of took it from me, was that Saints Row, man. Um, it's looking terrible. And that, what happened I, to your boys over there? Man, I did. I I don't know, G. Um, I knew it was bad when I saw the characters being introduced, and I felt like, well, they could probably make a if the, it's gonna live or die on the writing. And as mm-hmm. soon as I started seeing cutscenes, I started seeing introductions to the characters and them trying to be funny, I knew that it was going to be trash. And that's exactly what we got. So based off of everybody's review, the story is trash, which I expected. Um, but I did not expect all of the technical issues. I expected it to at least have a fun gameplay loop. 
But they just kept saying it's mediocre, reminds them of 2000s. And I was just like, I'm not going to play that type of game in 2022. There's plenty of other games out there that's probably much better and cost me less. So why would I play this one? So, yeah, it's a it's a definite skip for me. As I expected, I thought it was going to be trash. And from the deductions, I was going to give it a shot because simply I, you know, you think from what they were showing, the gameplay didn't look terrible. But when they were showing me how people weren't doing their right, doing the right stuff, you couldn't like get your animations off. People would get stuck in T stances, even during major cutscenes. I'm like, bro, y'all are not ambitious enough to be this trash. Like, the game don't look that great. So, I had to chalk it up to a nail, man. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what to say about Saints Row. All I can say is that it disappointed. Um, I used to play... I played a lot of Saints Row 2, 1, and I played a lot of Saints Row 2. Uh, people kept saying, all you need to do is revision the formula of that. I'm like, no, you got to do something better and different. Um, because if you try to do that, all you're going to have to fall on is graphics and like graphics and story. And, and, and unfortunately they failed at graphic story and gameplay, at least based off what the critics are saying, all the reviewers, Mm -hmm. I haven't played the game myself necessarily. So I'm not going to, um, say that I can, you know, attest to it, but I mean, most of the time, nine times out of 10, what they're showing you is what you're, what they're getting. They're not trying to deceive you. Sometimes they are um, like that <laughs> rumble verse that they gave a 10, a nine out of 10 on AGN. I said, boy, y'all gotta be kidding me. Um, but maybe it's good. They All gave I, that a nine out of 10. They gave rumble verse a nine out of 10. I played that game for an hour and I didn't see not one thing that was worthy of a nine out of ten. It felt clunky. It <laughs> felt, it felt very like even the controls weren't intuitive. Like everything about that game did not seem like fun. It like to intensify the fun of the game. It seemed very spammy, clingy. It didn't have any like cues to understand when you're trying to hit. It didn't have a lock on system. Like everything about the game did not scream nine out of ten. But that's what you know. IGN gave it tops. That game is a four. So that boy is falling asleep. He was like, "Man, we need to." Uh, I said, "Man, cuss out my song." I said, "Man, we gotta cuss out my song." He said, "What you mean?" I said, "Man, bro, I cannot keep playing this game. This ain't making me sleepy because it was just bad." But um, yeah, I tried Man, Rumble like how you was at the beginning of the podcast, sleepy. Or not man, oh my goodness, here we go. Man. My energy is on a thousand. No, That's all my energy ever is on. It's on a thousand, G. Uh, but yeah, Saints Row just looked terrible. It's reviewing poorly. Have you seen any other reviews, Josh or, or Jalen? I mean, I ain't, I ain't care about, I ain't even know they had as many Saints Row as they did. I mean, I started looking at Saints Row back when they think it was a third one, to be honest with you, because them games started getting out of hand. But, uh, I Why seen you hate Saints Row? Why you hate Purple? That's, that's there it is. <laughs> well, actually, purple is my favorite color, so maybe that's why I'm so envious yeah, because they yeah. did so injustice with purple. Not yeah, fun yeah. fact, it is my favorite color, but it's just, I don't know. My brother used to play, and like we used to share the Xbox 360. I'm like, man, please cut that game off, bro. This game is stupid. <laughs> please cut it off, bro. Like, you let's like play the something. Which one was that? Three? He must have been playing yeah, three. three. 
it was three. Oh, it's three. Oh, it just didn't make sense. It was just a lot of stuff was just there for no reason. I, I get it. it. It can be a gag and stuff like that, but I mean, it's just a, a sandbox of like gags, if you will. And I just thought that was uh, boring. The, you could be playing Call of Duty, or, you know what I'm saying? Something way more engaging and just do, instead of just doing and blowing up random stuff or whatever. It's like almost felt as though like it would have more appeal if I was like a little kid and just loved all the little kablooey stuff. Similar like how I used to like Dynasty Warriors, like fighting all the enemies. I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like I'm just mashing through all these robots. That 15 frames per enemy. <laughs> well, Dynasty Warriors actually ran pretty smooth, believe it or not. But oh, what or, I'm gonna just say Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Gundam ran uh, good. What I don't know about all the samurai of the Rochi and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. On the PS2, Dynasty Warriors 2 Gundam was running smooth. Like to my to my knowledge, you know what I'm saying? To my knowledge, it, it was running good. I don't remember that book slowing down. I'm but. talking about four or five. I'm talking about four and five, bro. Four and five. I don't know, bro. Uh, I I usually played the Gundam ones. They are the same thing. Them Tecmo Co-op games. I just wasn't keen. I was younger. You know what I mean? I thought that was cool. But point yeah. that I'm making is it's like low engagement. Like it just I don't know. You just gotta have like a low threshold for engagement in a game and just be going random stuff. Yeah, like your brain stimulating yeah. that like this is actually working for you. I understand that, man. But it sounds sound like hate to me. What you think? <laughs> that's what you think, man. You think that's hate? No, you think I, that's real? I uh, honestly didn't even know anything about Saints Row until like 2 was out and like I hear like some of my friends talk about it. But Really? Um, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I, realistically, I never really was into all the GTA games or anything like that. And from what I understood, it was just like a GTA clone, but it was more focused on like the game, the gangs and stuff like that. I'm trying but to figure honestly, out how I y'all re- did not remember. get into the GTA series like that. I'm trying to figure this well, out. Well, because... I didn't get into it because uh, I didn't have like a PS2 for a while. Like I had mainly a GameCube, and then when I get did get a PS2. I just personally was like more interested in like, oh, I want to play God of War and all these Did other you games. Did you make the decision to get the GameCube, of... or was it like your mom's decision to get you a GameCube? No, I, it was my choice because I I got that the like 2000 or 2001. It was like, oh, I got Sonic on it. It got mm-hmm. this. It got Pokemon. I want that. <laughs> Y'all, I, I feel like y'all y'all skip something. That's what I feel like when I when y'all hear that. I feel like y'all skip something, bro. I, I played GTA like I had GTA. I used to play GTA 2. I, I remember GTA 1 was on a Game Boy. I was playing that before. Um, but this mm-hmm. after playing GTA 2, I used to like GTA 2 a lot. It was a little overhead, like driving a little car. They're like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was ugly, but we used to die on a game. They used to be like, oh. Like, he's, he's, you know, I, I thought that stuff was funny, though. Like, I'm like, Wasted. man, I like this game. Yeah, when it's, you, you played it, right? Yeah, I played it. You didn't, they were like, oh, I used, I used to think that was so funny when I was a kid, bro. And I used to love GTA 2. And I got, I got mad when the game wouldn't load because mm-hmm. it had that red loading bar and it showed them little pictures of the people and stuff. Yeah. And, um. So, but anyway, fast forward, I played GTA 3, you know, the little cheats and stuff like that, jumping in place, uh, Grand Theft, or uh, Vice City and stuff. I never played San Andreas, but Crazy. when I played the other ones, I just didn't. I used to see the missions and stuff like that, but I wasn't, I ain't conceptualized. I used to just go around killing people and stuff like that. And after a certain point in yeah. time, I'm like, I, don't, I ain't finding I probably this played, enjoyable. Like, 
I probably play all the PS2 GTAs for like an hour each, just driving around and like doing random stuff. And like, it was never actually like, I thought it was fun just to like go around, but it, the game itself wasn't actually that interesting because I didn't know, you know, all about the story and stuff like that. The first one I actually played through was like GTA 4, but I feel like at that point I was over that style of open world game. So yeah, it, so it just really ain't really me. got no stake in open world chaotic games like Saints Row. Yeah, okay. Not for real. Like, I mean, uh-uh. I I literally asked my friends this past weekend. I'm like, what did y'all? What is so good about San Andreas? Like, oh I yeah, played I a little bit of it, but I don't know. The best what... one. Jalen played it too. <laughs> What you mean? Crackdown. Oh screen. my god! Oh, crack down. <laughs> man, this man paused for effect. He said, mm, "Crackdown." I said, "Nah, Jane." You played Crackdown one and two, jumping over buildings, oh, my going god. cars. Yeah, man, I it played was the GTA first one with the uh, with all the mods. Nah, man, not nah, for real though. I played the first one, thought that one was straight, and then I played it again. I was like, "Man, this game cheesy, dog." Like, <laughs> Ain't nothing to do. You just keep killing the same different. You keep killing different people, but I'm like, this game trash. Well, give y'all a rundown on why we. I feel like these types of games are appealing. This is an open sandbox of doing crazy stuff sometimes, but then they also have like a little bit better rooted stories in reality, sort of. Not like super reality, but it's like a. It kind of gives you a understanding of what it of what people perceive as a gangster or whatever. And then you can kind of go out and play as one and kind of make your own story. You can be a, a good person. Or you can be a bad person. And it kind of gives you like the freedom to kind of make that up. But then again, the missions are very much. So you have to do these things in order to um, get past it. But I think the biggest draw was one, it's Grand Theft Auto, so you can go steal a bunch of all the cars in the game. You can go, you know, run around and uh, blow up stuff. You can also run around and do the missions. And sometimes the missions were appealing, at least when they first started to come around. It wasn't as if you were doing the same thing over and over again. Obviously, some repetition was there, but at least you had this big 3D space um, that you could run around and play in. And that was like the first games to do it. But then they started incorporating stuff that you can like real storylines actually going through and finishing up missions for a certain person and actually having good stories to tell throughout the missions and like things like that. Um, but it was like an urban playground. You can run around and do whatever you want. Obviously that is the appeal of those games. It can be pretty um, boring for others, but what saints row is trying to do in this game is they're trying to tell I don't know if they're trying to really tell a good story, but it's uh, what it, from what I was able to read and I watched a bunch of different reviews is that simply their story wasn't good enough and their characters that they tried to portray as good anti-heroes were terrible. Their jokes didn't land. The writing was very badly paced and all you have left is the world. But then when the world is looked at, it's very bland, not lively, doesn't have much to get offer, um, and it the missions are very repetitive in that in that sense. You have nothing to fall on. This is literally just a bad game all around, story everything. So 
there's no reason to try to go and play and cosplay in this game, be whoever you want if the game sucks in general. Combat and all that. You, it's not fun to play types of, those types of games. It's repetitive and boring. So they just lost me in that. Like even Far Cry. Far Cry is not a it's not a top tier game to me in any sense, but because the loop is fun to me and I enjoy having random things happen or like me going to do my outposts, even though they're very repetitive, it's the core gameplay that's fun to me. Being able to tackle them anyway, see fit, being able to upgrade my weapons, being able to feel the the impact of me shooting someone in the head from a distance or even like, you know, creeping up on someone. So the gameplay sells it. Story hasn't sold it in a very long time. I don't think the stories are that great since Far Cry 3. Um, but I don't see how they can recreate good stories all over and over and over again. I don't really see any game doing that. Um, but, you know, as long as you have a core solid gameplay, you're going to get me. Um, if as long as it's there, I'm fine. But that is not what this is. This is pretty much a bad take all around, at least especially from what everyone is saying. Um, at some point, I'll probably give it a shot in my own time. I won't play it immediately because I don't feel like from what I'm hearing, it doesn't deserve that immediate response to go out and grab. It just deserves that. Maybe yeah. you pick it up later down the line if they fix your, their, their game because it's just way too many bugs and things like that. So. What I was going to say is a lot of people complain it didn't have a identity of like what it is mm-hmm. in in four. And I think that uh, that would be a problem for if like Saints Row had all these um, wacky things going on and they didn't have it. But what I was going to say is that uh, from my perception, even though I didn't really play the Saints Row games, mm-hmm. I don't feel like they had like a strong identity over the four games just because like they're all so so weird and different like the first two games are probably like the most similar uh but i think even still they how to put it um tone wise they're all like super different like four you're doing crazy stuff uh getting hit by cars trying to get insurance fraud and then no that's three and then like four you got like superpowers and then so for this to be like change stuff i think it makes sense because really realistically it's kind of like hard to pick a identity mm-hmm. after all the games have been so weird and different but at the same time if you don't have anything if you don't have the I, my, my problem with remakes is that they usually don't have the best parts of the old game and if you don't have the best parts of the old game then it's kind of like what's the point are you gonna replace it with something better but most of the time they don't have anything better to replace it with so it's kind of pointless plus y'all got technical issues so it's kind of a fail all, all around yeah yeah um it it's a fail and that's that's the, that is the that is the synopsis or the, the the summary here it's a failure um i feel bad for the people that worked on it i mean hopefully they can bounce off of this and go to something else or maybe deep silver can recruit and, and really make this game whole but right now it's pretty trash. Um, writers need to be fired. They needed new writers in the first place when they first introduced it. I kind of called that. Everybody did, but I knew it once I seen the characters. I was like, hmm, they don't really fit what we're trying to do here. So in order for you to make them fit, you have to do a lot of work with the writing. 
Mm-hmm. And they did not do that. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I think you might have said it last the last podcast. But did did you think the writing in the old games were better, or is no. just like that I writing is this not writing good had to be big because they took out the old characters because they, they took did, out the old stuff. So they yeah, had to they had to make up. these yeah. people look. To make a reason for these to be put in there. Like now, don't put emphasis on revamping and doing something like this if they're going to be trash. So they put the emphasis mm-hmm. on the characters being good because they added new ones and they introduced it as this is your new crew. Why do I like this crew? That's the question you now mm-hmm. have to answer. They did not answer that, so it's really not something that they we're holding them to a standard because they didn't have it before. We're holding them to to their promise. Their promise is that this crew is going to be able to replace the old crew as funny as entertaining or even just enjoyable to play with. And it was not the case. So they lost. It's fine. They thought they didn't need the old stuff. And yeah, Yeah. you did. (laughs) It's fine. It's not like they needed to have the greatest story, but they needed to be palatable and they needed the characters to at least be interesting. And from what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing is that the characters are not interesting and they're very boring and bland and the world is too. So that causes me not to want to engage with it. Um, But later down the line, hopefully it changes. Um, But yeah, moving on, I wanted to talk about Black Myth Wukong. Wukong is the new up-and-coming like souls-like game really it's like it's basically a souls-like game um but i don't really know why people are so excited about this game i honestly don't get it right now because um yes it looks and it looks very modern um okay yeah it looks very modern that's fine okay but what else i don't see nothing i don't really don't see anything else so uh so what you got to defend it i'm Oh, I mean, I I don't have anything to defend it because I don't I'm not interested in it, and I personally was never going to be. But it's uh, it's one of those games that started with like a um, an individual making the game. Now I think uh, they got more money, they got more help and stuff like that. But um, when it when they first showed it off, maybe like a year or three, two or three years ago, I think it was only one person making the game. Mm-hmm some guy in china and looks very good unreal engine and uh it looks like here we have like devil may cry combat the graphics look pretty modern and this is all one person so imagine what they can do if they had like a bigger budget or a bigger team since then they've got more money and more people and they've been dropping more trailers and you know it, it seems like the game is coming together but at the end of the day, it's still, even though it has souls like elements, I think its scope is, uh, I don't know, it's going to be smaller than what we expect. Because mm-hmm. the, the thing about a lot of uh, these solo developed games is that you want to make the game seem as close to AAA as possible. But that also means like just keeping the weaknesses like out of the trailers so you can keep the hype up as, as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look bad. I I just don't see it actually having as much depth as something like oh, Devil May Cry, or uh, even Souls like or Souls like clones. Um, yeah, I think they're overhyping it. To be honest, I think it's fine that they're. I would I would rather them be hyping the achievement of this one guy being able to create his own his vision. But then to kind of pretend like this game is the next big thing is kind of annoying. 
even though they can be excited, mm-hmm. I just know that your excitement is going it's going and it's, it's being portrayed in the wrong way, but it's going to the wrong place as well. You shouldn't be excited that this is going to be looking like a triple A game. You should be excited that this person was able to, to envision a game for himself and then get the money to build that game. But mm-hmm. a lot of people are just come like it's the next best thing. It's, it's this, that. I haven't seen any type of systems. All I've seen is this go around and hit this, do the same combos over and over again to a bunch of different enemies. And then we had a few cutscenes. Like, I don't, that's not yeah. enough for me to, to be like, oh, this is the next best thing. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is like so next gen worthy. All I can say is that. They made a looking good looking game. Um, and hopefully it lives up to a de- a, a, the expectations that the core true fans would, would want to see. I mean, I don't really have any expectations, but I don't also want to to I don't want to um, dismiss his work. His work seems to yeah. be showing that that he has a vision for this world. He wants to put the time in to make the world better and um, not prompting for a release date is great. Really giving that time to flesh out the game is great. I just, I'm sick of the hype train that comes up every time something pops out about this game. Like this was just literally the same (laughs) footage, but in 4k and everybody went crazy and I just felt like, okay, it's not warranted. But then again, Mm -hmm. it may just be in the corners that I lie in because I'm assuming probably Jalen ain't seen nothing about this game, Black Myth Wukong. So no, I think that games like this uh, that are like I haven't seen. Honestly, I haven't watched any of the trailers. But the first trailers I saw, it was just like one on one boss combat, which was kind of souls like. But the whole point is that it's super flashy animations, kind of like Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. I think those games show well, like for people online, because like oh look. Uh, in this two-minute trailer, you can look at all this sweet stuff you can do and, like, you know, I want to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like you said, the underlying systems about the game, how how is it going to work and stuff like that, not yeah, are not fully there. It's very bleak. Very bleak. And, uh, unfortunately, I don't... I think the hype for it will probably start to die, die down because uh, <laughs> the developer, he's been getting a lot of uh, controversy. Uh, I guess Controversy. From, he, I think he's Chinese. Yeah, because I think this is a Chinese game or maybe Korean. And uh, once people in the West start hearing about his personal life and stuff, they like. I've been seeing a lot of articles about it this week. Uh, basically, he. Whoa, my man like is misogynistic. Women gamers. <laughs> <It's a> misogynistic? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what this man been dropping? He's tweeting stuff about, like, you know, we don't need to worry about women and games and blah, blah, blah. And so. I think his his hype is gonna die down, so they gotta capitalize and drop the game ASAP. <laughs> what? What is this man talking about? Y'all don't even want to read some of this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. whoa, my god. This man creep. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I'm reading this. What this guy is um saying, and um, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that we'll 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 let the internet do what the internet do on that one. Uh, maybe we get a discount on the game. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to try it, now we got a discount. That's good. That's cool with me. Yeah, like um, I said, it, he he's been one of the most successful solo developers as far as like getting attention. But like, mm-hmm. we'll see how quickly you can like mess that up, <laughs> bro. You can't even you can't even mess with it right now. Like that's crazy. So, well, bre- that's not breaking, but you heard it here. Uh, well, I heard it here first. <laughs> This man, my man's is uh, a little creepy. Uh, not a little yeah, bit, I didn't but know nothing about that dude. A lot of it. But did you hear about the game at all? Or no? Uh, yeah, I actually thought that was like a PS5 exclusive game way like back probably oh, about really? like, like two years ago. Um, oh, yeah, that was probably the first thing they announced about it. Yeah, like look at this solo-developed yeah. PS, PS5 game. i definitely seen people share it on Facebook, you know, uh, people who don't, who are not super deep into video games but it still looked cool enough to like share it around and stuff so yeah they uh re re has has showed me about the game i didn't know anything about it and then uh he's talking to me a little bit about it and showing me videos and stuff like that so i thought that game was gonna come out pretty you know like maybe like a launch title or something maybe not a launch title but yeah pretty quickly um but i mean i see it say 2023 now so i don't i don't know what's going on with that it remind me of Rise, Son of Rome. Like, it looks pretty. But is it going to play well? You know? So, um... Yeah, I didn't play that game. Uh, no, a lot of people didn't play that game, but it, it was a, it was <laughs> a nice-looking game. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't miss, you ain't miss uh, a I'm, thing. I'm sure dudes at Best Buy some like, yeah, man, the Xbox One just cold, man. They got Rise, Son of Rome. I was like, man, I ain't even heard nothing about that game. And the ain't say nothing about it, so... <laughs> Listen, so. listen, we was getting bamboozled and laid astray. Uh but I still liked my Xbox for what it was at the time. Um it definitely was the most uh iconic looking one. But my PS4 won simply because of what? Destiny, which we all know. Obviously this podcast is named after it. It was a very impactful game to win the Council Wars in my opinion, but nobody wanna talk about it. But to wrap up Black Myth Wukong, you can simmer your expectations. Stop letting these trailers overhype you. And um, sometimes read up, read about these people, man. They might not be who you think. <laughs> all, right. all your heroes might be a little different than what you think. But that's interesting. Uh, that makes me think a lot differently about this and anticipating it and, and supporting it. But this guy's weird. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully he can come out and clean this up or figure some way to kind of give a little understanding behind his views. But this is I don't see no understanding to be held. I think it's just weird. Um, but yeah, Black Wong, Black, Black Myth Wukong uh, is expected 2023, which I, I doubt, but we'll see. All right, let's move on to Gamescom. Um, what to say about Gamescom? Josh, you go first. Let's, let's see. Let's, let's Jalen go first. <laughs> I mean, events. How many events have you ever watched in your life about gaming, Jalen? 
Like, like I'm pretty sure you could probably say like one or two. You probably play. He probably. I think watched you watched some Smash. Nintendo Directs. Yeah, something. some Smash Directs. Because I remember when he was really you happy about. Do me, bro. Like, I'm only watching games. <laughs> you don't. Do you watch stuff? Yeah, I'll be watching stuff. I'll be watching trailers. <laughs> you tr- I said, I said an event. I said nah, like legit uh, event. No, nah, I know just man. I was just playing around. But uh, I mean, I used to watch. Uh, I used to tune in the E3. Um, some of like the little like I'm gonna just PlayStation directs for lack of better words. Um. I looked at a couple of Nintendo Directs. I don't just sit there and just watch them, but I kind of like look at them and then I, you know. Attention to when a trailer po- actually pops up. Well, no, I don't have it just sitting. I kind of just look at like updates and I just Google oh, the see. updates and stuff and gotcha. then see like, you know, like what they talk about on what Twitter and different things like that. I'm not going to just sit there and hear all the people just talk about random stuff to see like five trailers in a span of five five five-minute trailers in a span of hours or something See, like that. that's what that. Gamescom... That's what that's what these events are for, though. They, they're for you to explore nah. different games that you would not normally get in your algorithm. That is the entire point. Yeah, but if I look up Nintendo Direct and it's a Nintendo Direct today, people are going to be talking about what's on the Nintendo Direct, and then they come out with articles that give the highlights of the direction or, you know, those sorts of things that... Unless that's doesn't a that method. defeat the, the purpose, Jalen? I mean, I can, if I see something, I'm like, okay, what's this? I look it up. Okay, this game was a little interesting. Let me see a little bit more about it, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's fan. the point of it. The whole point is about marketing. The, the companies yeah. want you to see all the games they got. But so at the same they, time, they save I think their gears the way that they save their trash. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I do think the way that Jalen do it is probably the smartest way if you just want to hear Absolutely. about uh, the most interesting stuff because they're going to show it. But at the same time, maybe it's somebody like you or me who might be interested in an indie game or two or a smaller game. Yeah. We have to watch everything so that we can see it because otherwise you're not going to see those trailers. They're going to get washed out by, you know, Last of Us 3 or whatever. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I... I mean, it depends. And that's like, what I got I, I never about. watch EA shows. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I never watch. <laughs> half the time, I I don't watch uh, most of the shows. Like, I always skip Ubisoft. I only watch mm-hmm. Nintendo and Sony most of the time. And then, like, uh, the Game Awards. Y'all just made me feel like I got too much time on my hands. That's all. So it's probably I mean, something. if you had the crib, like working and stuff like that, and then you got stuff playing in the background because you know you got a lot of TVs and technology, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At work, but got a lot me, of I'm spending most of my time in driving. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna not listen to my album and stuff like that. Then my my mixtape, I'm gonna listen to my mixtape before I go. Um, I got one dropping, so but anywho. Um, <laughs> 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 now I'm playing about the mixtape, but uh, I'd rather listen to that rather than, you know, sometimes I even need to have like a, uh, like a trans, not a translator, but uh, I need to look at like some of the subtitles and stuff. I'm not going to be doing that when I'm driving. I'd rather just see what y'all talk about. And, but again, like y'all said, I could be missing the little things that's in the weeds, like the little indie games or different announcements and stuff. Cause I will admit, like you said, some of those things get washed out. And you might see maybe one tweet about one of those things, and then I get quickly pushed down. 
And mm-hmm. I need to go do a little bit more extensive research to find out something that I'd have never knew existed. So, um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, and it's, I guess it's not me more so because I'm. I sometimes I don't watch them live. It's not like I have the time to watch them live, but I can go back and just watch the whole thing. And I'm I'm fine with doing that, especially if I got something else going on or if I'm just chilling. I don't mind sitting there and watching through the entire thing to make sure I didn't miss nothing or I didn't see something because sometimes they don't they don't highlight everything that occurred in the thing. So that is that is my quote unquote. Um, where I feel like I got more time than y'all. It's not that I can sit there and watch it when it first come on, but I can definitely go back and just put it on and still be able to, you know, enjoy it for what it is at that point, you know, and not need to go yeah. with the with the with the you know the spark notes or whatever to try to um, catch up. So it depends on the quality for me. If it's not E three time or like Game Awards, I usually skip mm-hmm. it all because even Sony. Like they'll waste your time for an hour and then show one one interesting game. So oh, I ain't gonna lie, uh, I've wasted a lot of time on those. Um, and, I, and that's that's part of the reason I, I got burned plenty of times doing. I'm just like, look, man, yeah, I, I can't keep doing this. Like, yeah, you waste your time. <laughs> my attention span is short. Yeah, you can't waste your time, and I ain't gonna I ain't gonna sit here and hold you that one way is better than the other because I definitely agree that your way is better. Um, especially when you're just trying to figure out what you wanted to see. But that is kind of like, there's certain games that even if they show them, you don't, they don't show them well, like roller drone. I thought that junk was going to be trash. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really good game. <laughs> I think I came on here and I said that, and it was going to, it was going to be trash. And I bought it and I was like, okay, this can actually break good. So, uh, yeah, it's certain things like that where you just, even if they show it, they show it in a bad way because it's not like it's it, it, it. You only get like a couple seconds of trailer and you don't really can tell what the game is going to be doing, what it's about and how it's going to play and fluidity and everything. Um, so you, you just judge it on a base decision. But sometimes that stuff be on your radar, at least enough to know, oh, this is the game that I thought was going to be bad. Maybe go check out some of the reviews or. Uh, look at some of the stuff updates on it and see if it's if it's getting better so that is why i watch those things sometimes just to kind of get a a better perspective understanding of what's coming out what's what's on the horizon what should i be checking for stuff like that too um but yeah the whole point of this conversation was just really talk about gamescom event and how um (laughs) more than likely I don't think this is going to be an interesting one, but I'm still going to give it a couple, a little bit of my time. Um, it's going to be a full two hour event. That's a long time for, I don't really know what they really do at Gamescom. Um, I thought that they don't usually show much big things. They just kind of give you updates, but they say they have some world, um, world premieres. Um, I don't think Microsoft has a new, um, game that they don't have another showing coming up and i would love to see what they're working on for not the end of like you know they already show what they're going to be showing over the next 12 months back in june i would love to see what they're going to be doing over the next two years three years and kind of get an expanded look on all the other stuff um sony has already i think they already clarified it not gonna be there so it don't matter for them um but yeah i mean Gamescom. I don't remember. 
I'm trying to remember when I was like, there was something that big that happened at Gamescom. I remember PAX, like having like the cyberpunk thing, but Gamescom, I don't remember nothing from Gamescom. But yeah, I, I, I think that Gamescom is usually just uh, leftovers from E3. Maybe you saw the game at E3 and you might get an updated trailer at Gamescom, but Gamescom is not usually the place where they reveal new stuff just because it's like it's a weird time of the year um because most of those games well i I guess they they'll probably show games coming out this year or early next year but don't expect anything past spring because they don't save that stuff for next year you know um yeah that's that's usually what i i see out of gamescom so i don't expect anything big except for maybe from the not smaller, but the the third party studios who have been more quiet uh, recently, they might have a reveal or something that they they held on to from E three, um, like Ubisoft or what's I forget I don't know the company they have. It's like T, is it THQ? Um, THQ. Um, I don't know. No, because they well, it's not on the list, but you know they bought a bunch of uh, studios. Last week, um, their THQ, THQ, no, THQ is a part of the Embracer group. Um, and it was, uh, I'll I'll share the article, but it was the Embracer group bought the rights to, uh, all the Lord of the Rings games, um, and something else. They bought a bunch of studios. And so... Anyways, somebody like that, like THQ, who's making a lot of moves, but they're not usually the biggest name. They might have something come out uh, from Gamescom, but nothing from like Sony or Microsoft because they usually don't even show up. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Sonic Frontier is going to be playable. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, yeah. actually. That we I know we talked about Sonic a while ago, but I saw some other trailers and other screenshots of the game. It does have other areas that look more interesting, but still that that main overworld doesn't is not appealing. No, I I think that game showed poorly. So hopefully, there's some more interesting stuff that comes out of Gamescom. Um, I don't I I haven't watched any over the shoulder gameplay in a very long time um i don't expect to for gamescom where they like you know how they uh they go to the station and somebody record it and they throw that up online not happening oh, um my bad embracer also bought tomb raider and deus ex oh yeah okay so they bought the some of the square enix stuff and like okay i thought it was a different company yeah and then this week they also bought uh, Lord of the Rings uh, IP. Gotcha. Well, we'll see what they got. I'm looking forward to Callisto Protocol. It's like the stuff that they already announced. Like, at least I can get more footage of Callisto in, in, in action. Like, that's one of my most anticipated games uh, as of now. So, I mean, I ain't tripping on it. I mean, hopefully something interesting from for, on a gaming front comes out of this. Um, but I don't. I'm not expecting much, and I don't think I'm gonna be wowed. Uh, I don't think it's meant for that. Uh, Ubisoft event is also something that's 
um, slate it for like September 9th um, or something of that nature. Yeah, September 10th. So I don't really care about Ubisoft no more. I don't think they can do anything right at this point. Um, well, what they can do right, Josh, inform the people. Well, I'm going to say, can they win your um, your respect back? Because did you, they have an IP, apparently, that um, is big, and people have been putting around rumors. Rumor this week is Blade. Like Marvel Blade, the vampire, the black guy. Is that something that you trust Ubisoft with? Hecking no. You said Blade? <laughs> no. Yep. If okay. anybody I trust... Like Wesley Snipes Blade, uh, no, Marshall Ali Blade. No, no, fam. <laughs> no, I do not trust Ubisoft with Blade. I don't even trust them with their own original IPs. Uh, no more Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. I don't trust them with anything at this point. Like, um, no, I just don't trust them. Like, they are... They have shown me time and time again that they are in this... They in this random model, like they don't want to be as bad as Activision or um, they don't want to be as bad as Activision or EA, but they don't want to be as good as like other, you know, actually qualified individuals, which right now it's all it's all kind of down bad for each of these companies. But at least Ubisoft used to have. They were the cheapest, they had good games, and they had variety, and you also had a, a decent amount of polish on all of them. But now it just feels like they're just throwing out stuff, and they're allowing the game to get an audience, and then they try to build on that audience with over and over time updates so they don't have to spend money to make a better game. Um, and then... It just happens over and over again. It's like really no true success stories coming out of Ubisoft's camp right now, in my opinion. Um, and the last one, it shouldn't be so long ago that we only think of Rainbow Six. Like, Siege, I mean. Like, literally, there's no big success stories coming out of it that I truly feel like they could really say, like, this is a trophy to them. Like, this is something that they really put their blood, sweat, and tears into. Like... I I can't think of nothing. I mean, Ubisoft got a lot of games, but I can't think of nothing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah a lot of their games, even if I like them, they they're okay overall. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, they're not really pinpole titles for like Ubisoft because like even a Prince of Persia remake they had to delay because. It just didn't look like deserving of Prince of Persia. Like this is the game that kind of made y'all successful. So why y'all not put in the time and effort into like I, remaking it? They were trying to it like, <laughs> felt like a money grab, bro. Or they just they just let some developers that did had no business doing it do it, and it, it kind of looked like that. And they were just they were pushing it because it. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, it looked atrocious and they should be the shame of themselves, which they were. So they kind of pushed, pulled back. Um, but yeah, like I haven't seen no wins from them. I don't expect any wins from them in the future. Um, they had that very weird game that's coming out. I think it's called like you be Tom Clancy X Defenders or I don't know what the game was called. X Defiant. 
X they canceled a bunch of uh, games last year, a couple of Tom Clancy games that were planned. Uh, I feel like, honestly, they probably don't cancel X Defiant 2. Um, Bro, just come out with a, anything about that. <laughs> just come out with a freaking Splinter Cell. Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, they don't want to make Splinter Cell. They don't want to make Prince of Persia. Bro, they suck, bro. They, I don't know. They want to. They want but their. They, will, they want their new IPs to work so bad that they can sell their old. I don't know what their like a, business uh, model is. Like a Destiny Avatar game. Bro, that Pandora game that they talking about. That Avatar, yeah. I think it's like Pandora. I forget what it's called. Um, the Way of the Water or whatever. The game that's going with the movie. Um, yeah, they coming out with a game. I have no idea. I don't know what they think and do. Like, you can't. I I understand that Avatar was big. And it's like one of the highest grossing movies. But it's a movie. Um, people don't transition well from video from movies to games. Like it's it's kind of hard yeah. for them to do it. Uh, even Mad Max, and I was talking about this earlier, which was going to be some of my thing. It slept on because it was a movie adaption, but that was a really good game. I just don't think they transfer well when it comes from going from a movie to a game. Um, mm-hmm. So I think this game gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be it's going to. Um, it's going to do as much as I expect it to do. And it's not that, I mean, it's not much. It's honestly not going to be a high seller. It could seller. be good. That's what I'm saying. I, it could be good. I think it's a bad business decision, like you said, to invest multiple years of development. Because I forgot. First, you got to pay for the IP. But I feel like it's like a a Destiny style game where like a, it's not just a one time drop. This will be around. Dude, it's a you got to pay for the IP, you got to develop for that IP, you got to understand and be as creative as the individuals that kind of run the um, intellectual property to be, and then you also have to make the game fun. At the end of the day, it ain't worth it. You might as well create a new game in a different way to make you more money. And I'm not saying they have to always look at it from a business aspect, but they really don't have any games that are just fun to play for me right now. They had Riders Republic was okay for a week to me. I mean, it's not like something I'm doing super just jump into all the time. It's just not that interesting. So I don't have anything from you guys that's really fun anymore. Um, your biggest Far Cry 6 came out. That was your biggest hitter. And it wasn't like the greatest game I ever played. Um, so it's just it just feels very daunting to me that this big company with all these different you know things like they haven't come out with a raymond game in forever i don't know if they got mobile games or whatever but like raymond legends was a huge hit they could have come out with raymond legends but two by now like for real like they could have done that by now and people would have it, it would have been a, a hit for certain that's particular you know re or genre but they ain't come out with nothing like they don't care i feel like they just they just annoy me at this point, and I feel like I'm I'm sick of listening or even paying attention to them because they don't ha- they don't do anything good, um, and they keep shoving Assassin's Creed down your my throat like it's like it's so amazing when and truly in every in every way shape or form that game is mediocre now because they keep doing the same thing over and over. I don't care how how nice the world looks. I don't care how how interesting the world can be. I don't think you guys develop it and do it well enough. I don't think 
bloating the game with a bunch of side missions that you claim are main missions are worth my time. So I don't want to play your game either. I want a I want a really good game from you guys at some point, and I just feel like you're disappointing every turn. At every turn, you're just disappointing. So, um, man, yeah. You sound like you miss Boss Montenegro, man. Who? I don't even know who that is. Dude from Far Cry 3. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I ain't saying that, Boss. You talking about Boss? Nah, I ain't say that. I just said that they... They need to they need to step it up, Gene. What's the last game you played for Ubisoft that was good? Man, he played uh, uh Watch Dogs. He did not yeah, think it was good. Watch, I can guarantee you it was good. Too. Did you think yeah, it was good? Probably, yeah, that game was excellent. Nah, just fine. Nah, it was I mean it was alright. It just was uh, you know what I'm saying? You just like, all right, well, it ain't it's definitely better than Saints Row. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't nothing to write home about. Uh, I think the last best Ubisoft game or last decent Ubisoft game I played. I'm, I ain't gonna say Watch Dogs wasn't decent, but it wasn't like, man, this game fun, bro. Like I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like it was a chore at a certain point in time. But um, I don't know. Like you said, maybe Siege when people wasn't shooting through their garage or <laughs> um, man, you hate that. Yeah, garage. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and de- right. I'm surprised you didn't say uh, Naruto Damn. Broken Bond. Broken man, Bond. Man, they, Listen, they, they got that too. Guy. Look, they got that I, too, man. I mean, I don't know, man. That game was a little. It was, it was cool for what it was, but man, you know what I'm saying. What you went back to it? Don't you? You don't supposed to go back to games. You're supposed to just you know let them be what it was. No, I was just when I was in the middle of playing. I was just kind of all right. This game kind of. I thought I I think I like the Rise of a Ninja a little bit better, honestly, but. Um. Yeah, it just. But anywho, yeah. Yeah, man. I just think they um they dropping the ball on a lot of stuff, so I'm just disappointed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Do you Ubisoft? September nine, September tenth. Um, y'all can get ready for more mediocre lineups. Um, hopefully they do something worthwhile. I don't expect much though. Uh, next was the House of Dragon. Um, I'm the only one who watched it. I, I don't think. Jalen, did you watch House of Dragon, Game of Thrones? Nah, I ain't watching. Alright, so House of Dragon, Game of Thrones came out last night. Um, I sat up and watched it. It was good. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't great either. I felt like, um, it's just more Game of Thrones. Um, uh, I don't want to, I guess I don't want to spoil it. Matter of fact, I am going to spoil it. Because y'all ain't going to watch it. Um, and well, I mean, don't let me, it take let me place like this. before Game of Thrones? Yes, like 172 years before it's Game of Thrones, like started. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this, and not even probably like 190 because like Daenerys Targaryen, she was like 17, 18 when we got introduced to her. Um, and they were like 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen even started. So I'm thinking like, is it when she was born or when she did all her crazy stuff? Um, but I guess before I move forward, do you care, Jalen? Care about Game of Thrones spoilers or House of Dragon? How, House I don't of care Dragon about none of spoilers. spoilers. I ain't watch none of that. See? All right, great. 
Perfect. All right, people, I'm finna spoil the mess off this episode. We're gonna talk about it and give a little bit more information about it. First off, the, I guess the coolest thing about this episode was the character development. It was it was fast, but it wasn't terrible. I felt like it was rushed. It wasn't rushed at, as 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 much as I thought it was gonna be. It was like an hour or so, uh, and I felt like I kind of got a. I don't want to feel like I got a good understanding of each character, and at least. Right now, I don't feel like I got a good understanding. I know where they're falling into a certain box. So I know the prince, uh, the the current uh, king's brother, he's going to be someone that you just got to look out. He's probably going to be like a Joffrey type, but he might got a little more layers. That's what you always want to see. Look for is layers. It's all of these weird indications that he might not be. The guy you think he is. Uh, Otto, the guy that was the the king's uh, right-hand man. He um, he was doing weird stuff. Like, when he sent his daughter to the man's, like, chambers, bro. I was like, bro, y'all, you kind of gross. Um, it, was, it was a lot of weird stuff happening in the show. But at the same time, we had incest the last um, time we watched something from Game of Thrones. Um where we had sister on brother action. So I just already respected most of this, but what I didn't expect and what threw me through a loop, um, is when they actually, well, it didn't throw me through a loop. It just was like very stark. And like, I'm, I just had kids and I'm just like, bro, you gonna do it. The man's decided to kill his wife to try to get a, this baby out. That was breach. Cause he thought it was going to be his heir to the throne. Basically nobody wants the women to be, uh, run this, run, run, run the thing again, this 172 years prior to Daenerys. So, um, I guess it wasn't as normal for women, uh, to, that was like to be the first woman to be appointed to be the next, uh, heir to the throne. So they were looking for a boy. His wife had like five miscarriages, some steel bursts, some, um, a whole bunch of stuff. She more than all this. He's like, please don't make me go through this again. So he like, he ain't, he ain't gonna let her make her do it no more. But when it came to the pregnancy and she was being, she was giving out the, she was pushing the baby out. It was breach. And he was like, listen, you gotta make a decision. Either her or the baby. Obviously he chose the baby, but it was hilarious to me. And it's not hilarious, but it's hilarious in the context. They both died. Uh, he killed his wife, and then the baby died an hour later. Um, but what it showed to me was simply, like, it it, it developed the, the king's character a little bit more. It felt like it was, I don't know if it was necessary yet to do that, but um, at least it wasn't told in the most basic form of way. Obviously, he an anti. He's like he's he's not a good guy. He's not a great guy. There's layers to his character, so you don't have to feel like you are on this guy's side, but you also don't feel like you he made a terrible, terrible choice. I mean, back in that time, what would you expect him to do? But at the same time, that's your wife. You've been with her for a very long time. You kill her because you think. And it's not even, it was the possibility of having a boy. He didn't even know it was going to be a boy yet. He, it could have been a girl. You killed her to, for the possibility of having a boy. So 
yeah, it was kind of weird. I ain't gonna hold you, but at least, at least they were setting up a different, a bunch of different storylines, and it felt like um, there was enough there to keep me watching. Um, and I hate when I kind of compare it to Game of Thrones because that is what I'm going to do. But it is, it is what it is. It's like in the same settings and all that stuff. Um, there's a few callbacks to obviously a bunch of different things. Um, all of the dragons are there. They got like 13 dragons under their belt, um, uh, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested simply because of the things that they have put into place, all the little fine details about the characters. Um, I kind of want to learn more about them. Um, they don't seem like the greatest of people. Obviously there's this, this is the the mad king's legacy and like they're his his the people that you know raised him and everything so it's interesting to see like what it looked like when it was nothing but targaryens running everything and they got the dragons and all this stuff so i'm interested i'm not saying that is i'm not saying it's the greatest thing i ever watched but it's definitely not the worst either so if anybody's saying that they can go they, they, they really can, they're really just, just hating at this point. They, they obviously didn't like the ending of Game of Thrones and they just want to hate. I mean, you don't have to like it, but I'm, I can, I'm promise you, if you watch it, you're not going to have a bad time. So, um, but yeah, that's all I got on, uh, Game of Thrones. I didn't want to take up too much time or House of Dragon, I should say. Uh, but I think it's going to be a good I think it's going to be a good season. Um, some of the stuff they showed on the teaser. If you didn't watch the teaser, you can go check that out on YouTube. Just type in House of Dragon teaser or upcoming next week. And they kind of give you more information. Obviously, you can see that Otto, the creep man that sent his daughter to the chambers of the, 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 the king that just lost his wife. They end up like they in a whole relationship and she was prego. So I'm like, oh my goodness, they really gonna take this all the way, huh? So um very creepy stuff, but uh at least at least the story is interesting in a little in different ways than just the the obvious violence and sex. So yeah. Uh that's all I got. So uh wheel it back in, people. Let's move on to the next topic. Last of Us trailer. This is the HBO. HBO did a lot with that House of Dragon. They wanted to, you know, make sure people saw what was coming. And they showed just a few snippets of Last of Us. And, you know, the girl from um, Game of Thrones, the one that had her own. Uh, she was one of the people that reported to the Starks. Um, she I, it was a it was a little girl. I forget her name now, but. She is the one that's playing Ellie. And boy, does she not look like Ellie, but that's fine. Um, I guess I'm just I'm just hoping that the production is really there. I'm not going to lie. My man's seemed very out of place in Last of Us when I was picturing it. But it's so hard. It's so hard to really change someone's opinion or thought behind that. So hard to change someone's gaming perception of what that should look like. Cause nobody ever done it successfully. Like who, 
as Who far has as done actors. It? Like actors like switched and transitioned from a game being out and being beloved to it being successful on the movie screens. Who did it? I mean, you could say Uncharted, but everybody hated Sully, and I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he was a great. I don't think Tom Holland was a great Nathan. So I don't know what was a good movie that really yeah. successfully did it. I mean, no, I don't show. personally think it's one uh, because they have to change it so much usually in order for it to like fit. And even then it's like, it's, it's completely different now that you've changed so much stuff. Uh, kind of like Sonic, for example, Sonic has nothing to do with Sonic, even though it's trying to like call back to certain games. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, the last of us story is kind of basic, basic so it's kind of hard way. to mess up, but I like it. This probably would be the perfect fit for a TV show. Cause it's literally like the most basic stories is somebody arguing over a gun and then they shoot somebody. It's like, this is what you get in the walking dead all the time. So just do it good enough over whatever eight episodes, however many they got. Then it should be a hit, but yeah. Also, at the same time, your actors have to be good quality. Uh, even though they don't look exactly like the characters, can they at least give like really good performances? Um, I didn't. I mean, the tra- the trailer looks fine. Like, I agree. The girl doesn't look really look like Ellie. Uh, Pedro Pascal. I think he he's fine as as Joel. He can uh, maybe play the. Uh, the old uh, dad role. Uh, well, <laughs> um, otherwise, like, yeah, I don't really care who they pick for the side characters, but it's really going to depend on the acting. As long as your acting is A1, the oh. actual story and situation is pretty basic. So They got my mans from, um, uh, I'm trying to remember his name now. What is his name? Parks and Rec. From Parks and Rec? Yeah. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. <laughs> meet, meet, meet. Uh, yeah, they got Ron Swanson up in there. I think he the guy that was in that building that was um, with his partner. Yeah, his, that his partner or his friend or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think that's him as the character. Um, I just, I like Ron Swanson or I like the, the I don't even know his real name. Uh, but I like him uh, a lot. So I think it'd be interesting to see him acting in that way and like a big project like that. Um, but yeah, I kind of was like, yeah, let's, let's simmer expectations. I never had high hopes for it. Cause I never think adaptions are work going to work. Um, and and like again, you can correct y'all guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I just never seen it done in a good way. Um, so I've never been like anticipating someone adapting a game to a movie screen. Um, they it's just not common. Um, only reason that why books going to movie screens work is because most people didn't read a book. Like everybody hates when mm-hmm. the when the regular material is not transcribed properly. So everybody plays or at least a lot of people play video games especially huge successful video games that you don't have to read to play it's entertainment like there's everybody has an opinion and it's really hard to it's really hard to match that energy so 
Um, I don't think it's going to succeed. I think they spent a lot of money for no reason. I don't expect it to be like a huge hit. Um, let's just hope it's passable. Um, same thing with the Halo series. I thought it was fine because I didn't care about the source material. Uh, so I just thought it was an interesting show, but people that cared about the source material thought it was boo-boo the fool. Uh, Resident Evil to me was bad because I know the source material and I just was like, this is a very bad show and people liked it because they did not know about the source material, um, which is fine. You know, they don't have to, and that's fine for the people that don't know about it. I think they should, they, they probably find more success in adapting games that weren't popular like Alan Wake, um, they'll probably find more success think, in that way than going about it. Or Silent Hill. Like, people are just scared of Silent Hill. I think Silent Hill might be a good adaption. Because nobody really cared about the source Well, people didn't like the way. movies. They had Hill. movies? Wait, 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 wait. They had movies? It's like two Silent Hill movies. The first one was okay. It was basically the first game. Yeah, they came out in, like, 2006. Are you kidding And then the second me? one was bad. Yeah, because oh, I guess I the people that. who were fans of Silent Hill didn't like the movies because it was not like Silent Hill. <laughs> uh, and then like normal people didn't know enough about Silent Hill to actually care. Mm. But I, I think honestly, if anything could be successful, I feel like it has to be The Last of Us because I I really, really feel like The Last of Us story is just so basic. It's like, how can you get it wrong unless you just got bad actors and, or and bad they like, write a terrible... Or, or, or casting was bad. Not bad <laughs> actors, but the casting was bad. Well, it, well, yeah, with the with the game fans, but I mean, just like normal people watch HBO, like, mm-hmm. as long as the acting is good to or to decent people will watch it just because like it's a decent show like the fan but also what i mean is that i don't think there's actually much you can like get wrong about the last of us as like lore wise unless you just intentionally want to change it to be something completely different because like halo is a bunch of weird stuff halo got a long backstory blah 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 you don't want all that in your tv show because it's going to complicate the story so you start removing stuff and that make fans mad but it makes sense because you gotta like streamline it and make it uh, make it make sense for a TV show. Last of Us, there's like basically nothing that you have to worry about removing because it's it's just zombies, but the zombies are plants. I mean, uh, fungus or whatever. Mm. I mean, I I uh, hear your point. I hear your point though. And and go ahead, finish that. Oh my bad. The the other thing I was gonna say is that. I don't, I don't know how successful it's going to be. I don't think it's going to take over the world, you know, like uh, Game of Thrones did. But I did see some interesting stuff that they were saying that um, in planning it the next season or whatever, I don't know if they've already started or whatever, that they're not planning to follow the story for Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I think, if anything, I'd be interested to see how they do that. Like, if this is a successful or like TV show, how different is it going to be from the actual game? Because they seem like they don't want to follow the whole story of the game. Mm. Well, we'll see. I don't think it's going to work, but I keep, I keep my, I keep a, I, I will go into it open. I won't, 
I won't actually just be closed off to opinion that I already got. I already know what those kind of what what they do. Um, and perception can be skewed a lot based off of what the internet has to say. So I probably just not listen to what you gonna watch saying. it, Jalen. I don't think he liked it. He he don't even. The last time I talked to Jalen, the Last of Us, it. he said that that game tired and that's that series. Tired. <laughs> I think that's the last time he said something about that. Is that series tired? I guess, but I feel like Jalen do like the Last of Us, but maybe it's you you tired of it now. But I feel like for a while, because you I also like the first point. came out, but it just it just got this entire series, my man. I'm like. They just need to let that game sit out somewhere. <laughs> the game or the whole concept of the game? <laughs> Everything, bro. Well, you, you heard it like, here I first. I never hear people be like, I want more Last of Us content. Give us more Last of Us content. Even though Halo tired, people at least looking for more Halo stuff. The Last of Us is literally like, this thing been going on for 10 years and it's only two games. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I think, um, and plus they're telling the same story in the re- in the world. So I just thought it would be a if it was telling different stories or something like that. But then at the same time, that'd be even worse because people are only going to be looking for callbacks to what the story was before. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I just I just can't imagine it doing a good. But we'll see. I'm, I think I'm in Jalen's camp. I'm just, I don't really want to see it either, but I'm going to watch it anyway because I got HBO Max and obviously I got more time to y'all. Um, but the next thing that I wanted to talk about, because, um, you know, it's a, it's weird, but it's not, it's just, and it's just, this is, this is going back to our, our introduced, um, new segment but we never finished or even we never did it again but we're gonna do it this time uh women um and basically discussing as gamers what we kind of do within these relationships that we can get out some of the things that happen and um yeah let me introduce the topic though women associating gaming with addiction Uh, regardless of how much you play no, not sorry, not it's 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 addiction slash childish because even if you play for two seconds, you still childish for playing that game. But I mean, we obviously know what vices women got. I mean, they love they they love their real house, they they love their real life drama or they scripted real life drama of the um housewives and all that stuff of Atlanta. Potomac. The reason why I know all of these because my wife, but um, yeah, it's a very. I wanted to talk about it because um, I guess I kind of want to understand or at least give some understanding behind it because I kind of have an answer of why people associate it with that type of gaming with addiction, but mostly why women associate gaming with addiction being childish and not growing up. So yeah, uh, I will. I start because I'm. I brought it up. I suppose. Um, my take on it is very simple. Women associate being associate gaming being childish because they associate gaming with children. <laughs> it's very simple. Like, like they don't have a understand or a 
they don't have like a a thought process of that something can can evolve within gaming. There's like this this understanding that this is it's meant to entertain children. Like they 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 they, they don't understand the concept of how a movie that entertains children can cost can can be can also entertain grown adults. I guess they never watch, you know, Lion King, they never watch Minions, they never watch anything that had a cross-generational, you know, ability to entertain more than one at one person or one type of group of people. Um I find it hilarious sometimes. I just find it that it's 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 like this this block in their minds. Um and I think a lot of younger women are starting to perceive gaming as something different. But it's like those forty to to like thirty-two. I wouldn't even say forty to thirty-two. It's like 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 twenty-eight and older. I don't know. That's been my understanding of it. It's kind of like twenty-eight and older for me. From when I talk to people, it's kind of like they have this distinct understanding that gaming. If you're game too much, you're not putting in any time or any effort into something important, something that's that's like, and I just perceive it as entertainment, but they perceive it as uh, you're a lack of an ability or a, or even um, a, a, a waste of time. I can say that. I, I Yeah. A waste of time, which I, I still don't get it. Because to be a, to one be to be childish, it it I, in order for something to, in my opinion, to be childish, it has to be a something that is it it has to only entertain that. I forget what they call it when your when your brain doesn't it doesn't develop that first, that, that thing on the front of your head, <laughs> the thing they always point to the front of your head about. And they say, you, your, your thing hasn't developed yet. So you, you can't really conceptualize certain things. So like, like <laughs> the other day, uh, take it away, Jalen. No, I forget what it's called. Like frontal lobe. Yes. Yeah. I think it's the frontal lobe or whatever. Like when I told my, look, I told my nephew to go get some plates and bring them outside so we can finish up our s'mores and everything. He brought my physical, you know, my my porcelain plates, and I, and we had a bunch of you know paper plates sitting there. And he said, "Well, you said plate," <laughs> and I said, "Bro, you gotta sometimes you gotta you, you know think outside the box." So I was laughing at that, and I was thinking, "Well, yes, you're you're a hundred percent right. I just said plates. I didn't say." paper plates but i would think you outside with my porcelain dinner plates you would think maybe this isn't the right one you know what i'm saying and i he just i guess he just didn't you know understand it but it's not childish it's just more of like a lack of development but i think they consider gaming to be in that same realm of you just lack development and you you kind of still want to do things you used to do as a kid when in reality, some of the things that we do in these games are probably more difficult than the things you do on a day to day basis, like just, you know, scrolling your Instagram or, you know, reading a, a funny comment and just, you know, interacting with that as entertainment. Some of these things actually, 
require focus, learning, understanding, understanding all these different mechanics going on in the background. It takes a little bit more, but yet it's still considered childish. And they could never do it because they consider it childish. So I just be like, um, so yeah, I guess that's my understanding on why they call it childish. They call it addiction because sometimes that the, the, the game of the concepts of gaming does take more time and it can be a it can't be it can be considered a waste of time by people. So I mean that's all I I mean that's how I want to start it, but I want to kind of hear you guys' thoughts on I don't know the the associating that with addiction or being childish. And and how do you combat that? Because in my opinion, I combat it with the simple reality of it that is just not, but sometimes it's like harder to explain than anything that when you when you don't really have a something to point at that's not like it's like all oh, these intangibles that occur when you're gaming that you can't really say this 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 and that is the reason why this is not something that's childish but it's like the the thought that is childish is really what's hard to to break on a woman's mindset it's just it's just the truth women are interesting what y'all got Um, they around a women. No, I was going to say that I don't think that it's, of course, I don't think it's like, uh, gaming is childish or anything like that. But I think that people who do have that perception, it tends to come from the place where it just hasn't been normal in their life for whatever reason. And that's for a lot of reasons. Like, uh, maybe it's, you know, your family wanting you or your siblings to do other things than be at home. They want you to go out and be involved in sports or you go do your homework or for other people, they want them to, uh, you know, so for example, my wife, she, um, her, she didn't, they didn't play games in her household just cause that's not what they did. And for her being a woman, uh, her family pushed her to do other things that were considered, you know, feminine or things like that. So her hobbies tend to be like that. But for some people, like I have cousins and stuff who who are girls that grew up playing games because they didn't have that uh, pushed on them. Like they got to go out and do cheerleading and stuff like that. They just stay home, play games. So it really depends on like what your household is like. And I think gaming, unfortunately, is also, well, one, it's expensive. So if your family don't see the financial benefit of investing in it, you know, for like a Blue A player or stuff like that, a lot of people aren't going to have like a game in their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two, it's, it's still new. Uh, like for us, it'll be different. Like when we're grandparents, we'll be able to like still talk to our grandchildren about games. But like for me and for us, like your grandparents or maybe even your parents didn't really play games that much. So it's, it's kind of a new thing in our life. So it's not seen as, as normal. Whereas like, if I want to watch a movie with like my grandma or, or somebody like that, it's normal. Everybody can sit around a couch, watch a movie, no matter what age or background that you're from, it, it's, it's normal. Or watching TV shows all day. If you want to sit around and watch, you know, what people used to watch, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so it's a timing thing, like Golden Girls or something like that. You talk yeah, about Golden like Girls, it'd it be on eight hours a day. 
and they'll you'll watch that all day long. Like, yeah, you can say like watching TV all day is an addiction, um, the same way that people would claim it for video games. But it's also more normal because everybody is used to sitting around watching the TV all day. Whereas like if I'm the youngest in the family and I'm playing the game all day, suddenly it's weird that I'm playing the game all day, but y'all are sitting in the living room watching TV all day. There's no difference other than the perception of this is something different than what we're used to. No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, it's a, it's a, it's another way to kind of understand, especially when you said, when you kind of bring it home for the, um, the actual, how they raised and, and the, the, the biggest thing is availability. Like right now, the availability of, I had no, I had no problem with, um, with my nephew just being in a room playing Fortnite. He's playing it for like quite a while while we were downstairs hanging out, playing other stuff. We was also gaming. I made my like first time my mom was playing with a controller, playing freaking Monopoly on the Switch. Um, and I was like, listen, it's easier to play on here because we got the board game. And I was like, it's easier to play on here because we can save it. And if we quit, we ain't got to keep we ain't got to like hold on to everything and leave it in the spot. It get We get tired or whatever. We can play it the next day. And it worked. But we had to sit there and keep telling her, okay, this button here is what you do. You want to be it. You want to do this. So it was kind of like introducing my mom to gaming. And I never thought of it as in she just didn't grow up with it, nor did she interact with it in that way. So she considers it childish because only people that she did introduce was, was her children. But I'm not talking about that's the that's fine. And I'm not I, I, that's 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 the thing. Like when I talk about I'm talking about people in my age group uh, and that's where I kind of get this weird vibe that they just and I think you kind of did. And you said it again. You was like, well, some people just couldn't afford to do it. And it's an expensive hobby. So they had to kind of really they had to choose and pick what they was going to put their mind or interest into. And it didn't, sometimes that didn't correlate with gaming. So entertainment wise, that's probably the most expensive entertainment you're going to find in the household at this point, because we want to see a movie, 15 bucks going to do this. It's, it's like, it's like a reasonable price, but you're talking about a console that's $500. Then you got to pay $60 per game. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that concept of, the price point is truly the benefit, the, the the difference. We couldn't afford to buy games at our and at our younger age, but we always go find some or find how to, you know, game or you know look for other gamers out there that kind of had other games, and we had swap trade and do all that, all that other stuff because they were it still was an expensive hobby, but um, we were kids and we did what kids do anyway. So, yeah, I mean that 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 brings a point to it. I just still am confused on the whole addiction portion now, because I think childish, I can sum it up. People think it's childish simply because that's the only people that ever was risen. The only people that was raised on gaming was children. And they now that they have these older generation of gamers, they consider you childish. But addiction, that's the interesting one. Um, what about you, Jalen? I guess any any thoughts on uh, either addiction or childishness? Because I think a lot of what Josh was saying rings true, so it might be the same, but you might have a different take. 
Yeah, I think for the most part, um, it's going to be similar to like what Josh said. Um, I resonated with a lot of the statements that he had made. Um, I think another thing is that like, um, granted, this like it's, it's kind of an age point, but like you know, usually you hear people talk about games and stuff like that. They'd be like, you know, I grew up playing Atari. Some, some, some. They older than us, but mm-hmm. at a certain point in time, they diverged away from the games. Yeah, and we got into the games where like gaming, it wasn't booming as, as much as it was, uh, as much as it is now. But, um, so you get a generation that played those games and then they just got older and they looked at it like a kid thing. And then it all helped that when we got into the game and like the PlayStation one and stuff like that, the Dreamcast, we was kids playing it. But as the games, they started, I feel like they started growing at a faster rate. And, uh, with that being said, we stayed, attached to these games because of all the different innovations and being able to play online and using it as a, a mechanism to socialize with people. Um, that sta- the, the gaming, it kind of started speeding up and it started staying with our age groups and things like that and started becoming more universal. So now you got the older generation that's tying it to, you like, I did this when I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. I grew out of it, though. And then you have the generation that we are in um, I'm not breaking up the generation like Generation X and all that type of stuff, but just so lack of better words, we got the generation that's us. That's you know everybody put in their ear that gaming as a kid thing we've been doing as a kid, and then you get older and then the habits don't really change. Like you still playing a game or whatever. So um, I feel like that part of it starts to look that like it's childish, and um, when you know uh, females say things about like games being childish or whatever. I feel like another aspect of it is that since they got older, and I don't just sound like females. Some people, some you got males that say uh, gaming is childish and things like that. I have plenty of dudes say stuff like that, but um, it's like basically this whole idea of becoming an adult, like it's like change that's occurring, and you start to do different things, like you start going out to bars or going to more social events and you know road trips, all those sorts of things that makes you a quote unquote adult. Um, I feel like when you don't change from something, it starts to be looked at as childish. Like, um, and just taking it out of the context of games, I, it's other stuff that's been considered childish too. Like, you know, people say like watching anime is childish or, um, it could be something my mom told me the other day, like buying sneakers and stuff like that, still wearing sneakers is not, you know, say you get older. That's, she ain't say it's specifically childish, but that was the implication, um, so I think it's just the idea of transition needs to be present with your age group, with your age. And if that doesn't change, then it could be looked at as certain things are childish if you're still doing it as a kid versus doing it now. So mm. when you said it's that, gonna, uh, I was thinking older like, people don't like to have fun. Uh, no, it's not. And I was thinking that <laughs> I was thinking, basically, like, is it harder? Um, <laughs> Is it harder to be broke in a gamer, and not from a sense of you can't afford the games, but to like the perception of who you are as a person? Like, you could be broke and go to the movies and watch movies, but you, can you be broke and be a gamer? <laughs> like, I think there is like this a distinct difference, and um, that might be leads into the perception of childish and uh, for for one being childish, but also you know having like issues with people. Um, considering like an addiction, because if you broke, you can't afford to be gaming. Is that kind of like 
It, well, I guess what's your thoughts on being broken a gamer? I mean, with Game Pass and all the other type of stuff, no, I think it's definitely possible. Like, games, you can get them relatively cheap, cheap. and um, it's not like we have a lot of resources to get these games and a lot of different methods to obtain these games versus back then. You need to have GameStop store credit or you need to have some money in your pocket to go get you a game. I mean, it it wasn't a way to skin It wasn't another way to skin a cat for real. Like, you know, growing up as a kid, we ain't no ways to get a game. We just had to get our birthday money or something to go cop a game. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's. It, I, I guess you answered that. I don't think it's. I don't think it really matters if you're broke in a gamer. I think it matters about. Maybe more so, it's a more of a, a testament to what you do with your time, or, or not a testament, but like, um, a more of a calculation based off what you're doing with your time versus anything like. They'll, okay, you're fine to go on a Saturday night and go watch a movie, but if you're if you're watching movies every day and you're not really going out there to make no money, then that's a problem. Just like if you're gaming every day and you don't really go out there to make no money, it's a problem. And my my understanding is that for not being childish is is taking care of your responsibilities. But I think, um, I think when you're perception is skewing that to the point where even if you have money and you play games, you're still considered childish. And that's where I was, I'm trying to figure out like if I'm successful and I just attend to want to play games with my own time, is that truly considered childish or am I just now enjoying my own hobbies? Like where is that breaking point? Where does it meet to kind of turn that into a different thing? I guess I would equate it to it's like a lot of people have the perception that people who don't have responsibilities or who are not taking care of their responsibilities, this is what they do. Like, uh, for example, they'll around the house and play video games all the time. I'm sure we probably all know somebody in our family who like, oh, you like, you know, 20 something. You ain't got a job. You don't do nothing. But all you do is play Warzone. <laughs> like that is a stereotype that people have for some uh people because that is true in some sense but also like you said if you are actually you got a job you are taking care of your business and stuff like that it shouldn't really be thought of as like you wasting your time if you want to play a video game after work or even if you want to spend your whole saturday playing a video game because you earned it like it's your time Uh, but i still think that for some people they just have automatically set up in their mind that playing games is a lazy negative thing a lazy person thing just like if you you know if somebody want to drink and smoke all day that's all they're gonna do you ain't did nothing all summer but get up and drink and smoke and that is the idea of a lazy person even though like i may not know it like if my cousin want to sit up and drink all day maybe he has a good job pays all his bills on time everything taken care of it's not really my business to like be like, why are you doing this? You know, unless it's actually detrimental for your health and blah, blah, blah. But video games is just like, you know, you, you're a responsible adult. You can play games as much as you want. <laughs> I just wonder where it, where it began to become something of that level. Like a gaming addict addict is, is just as bad as a, uh, uh, someone that, um, smokes heavily or drinks heavily or um, someone that is, is I just wanted to know how that became like a negative 
a slight, like uh, adding, like if you're a drinker, you're a drinker, right? Then, then there's like, the, there's like in moderation. I just want to know what caused the gaming. Uh, I mean, it could be the people that was dying in internet cafes. They were just playing a game until they died um, and things like that. And it, and, it, and, the, and the things that, that gamers or the gaming companies do to kind of keep you um, playing the game, not, I wouldn't want to call it addicted, but to keep you playing, those are tactics that they use. So maybe I can see where it can become, um, more a tagline with addiction. Um, but I think everything is in moderation. There's plenty of other games you can play. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things you can do to kind of minimize. Yeah. 2K is a very big gambling game, like a gambling addiction. Like you, those, it's like they they're starting to push this gaming up there with that, like all of that other stuff, and it's just kind of weird to me. But, um, but maybe I can see where they would get that concept from. But truly, when you're uh a, like an actual a actual gamer, I don't really think. I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where gaming has caused a huge impact to occur in my life where it was like, dang, this is tragic or dang, this is, I can't believe I did this. Um, well, it's a coping mechanism. Um, I ain't gonna hold you. I yeah. Feel, yeah. Skip it's class like, to play games, but yeah, it's a also I think that too. I probably wouldn't have went to class anyways. <laughs> Yeah, it's but I mean, what's a coping mechanism? Like, yeah. Well, let me ask you this: Are you putting a negative connotation on coping mechanism? Because, or yeah, are you putting a negative connotation on coping well, mechanism? I'm trying to figure out whether or not it can be used as a coping mechanism. I'm not saying that what, what a coping mechanism can't be all. All of them can't be bad. Like, you can get a dog to be have a coping mechanism. Like, those aren't all bad. I'm bad. I am. I am putting a bad connotation on what a coping mechanism is, but I'm saying it falls in line with something people do to escape reality, a real or their situation. So. Things that you do to escape your situation can be addicting, but at the same time, there's plenty of things that you do to escape your reality. Like when you go sit in the seat and watch a movie, but they can consider you addicted to TV. Um, you can be some, you can sit somewhere and drink uh, heavily or drink a certain amount in, um, in a day. That's considered a coping mechanism. You can smoke a lot. Yes, consider a coping mechanism. There's, um, Sex that can consider a coping mechanism. Like there's plenty of things you can do that is a coping mechanism, but there's also things that's like very small that you can do the two. But I think when you think of coping mechanism, you don't think of like, oh, he got him a, a rescue dog and he's now coping with his reality of his life. I don't think that's how it works. I think they kind of it always skews negative to me. So I am putting a, a negative connotation of coping mechanism. I don't, I no, that makes sense. Like, I was yeah. wondering. Yeah. Uh, but you don't get addicted to anything, though. So, whether it's physiological or psychological. So. Agreed. So, I mean, uh, so this, I mean, this, this conversation kind of came full circle. I don't think that it, you, I don't think it's as, 
impactful gaming is as impactful to a a developing mind as one may think um i think developing minds need stimulation and i think gaming is probably one of the most intense but also challenging things that one can do um when it comes to like entertainment like there's no cha- there's no challenge about a movie I mean, because they're going to tell you the ending at the end of it. But you have to physically play this game and you have to be good at the game to get to set ending to unlock it and challenge yourself. Now, there's obviously times where you can change it, just change the sliders and make it easy for yourself. But you, at the end of the day, it's an entertainment for you to get through, either, whether that's single player games, challenge time trials, whatever the case may be. You have to think outside the box in order for you to get to the end goal. And that is a that is basically what they do in school. It's kind of like they try to teach you things about the world and reality. And then they kind of make you use those things in a different way and challenge yourself. So I think in reality, I think gaming could be uh, the most probably most beneficial for me to think creatively that I like anything in a type of hobby or entertainment that I have ever engaged with to think creative creatively. Um, so I wouldn't knock it, but at the same time I can see where the association with addiction and childishness comes from. I wonder how long now it will take for this to kind of be flipped where um, people are actually using games to learn, to, to really create, to build like obviously Minecraft, all these big things where you kind of look at it and you're like, this stuff took a mind of its own. And like people are really taking it and running with it, like dreams and forge mode and Halo, like stuff that you would never think is possible within the gaming world that people take the time to build and create. And um, it shows how powerful these comp- these things are. Um, so to, to see that flip, it's really going to be interesting. Um, but I don't think it's going to be the metaverse. <laughs> I think that's going to crash and burn. I ain't going to hold you. Uh, but there's going to be something out there that kind of makes it makes up for it. But yeah, that, I mean, that's all I had on it. I didn't really have much else. I think Josh did the best job of explaining it, um, really. So I think um, we're we going we gonna to leave it at that. We all came up with that, right, Josh? Bam. Stamp that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all That's all I got. I ain't really got much else. Anything else that you guys kind of want to um, talk about before we get up out of here? I know the Fortnite collab was one of the things we was going to mention, but you know, we're running short on time. So we could talk about that next time. Maybe put some more hours into that collab. I know Jalen watched a few episodes, then. <laughs> This man sat there oh, watching the whole thing. Watching, yeah, watching an episode. episode. <laughs> he watched the whole. Ep- I don't think he watched the whole episode. Man, was it the original or was it uh, Kai? It was um, it was super, right, Josh Jalen? It was super. Oh, it was super. Okay. I can't hear him talking if he's talking, but yeah, um, it was super episodes, so that was interesting. But yeah. I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, if you got to this part of the show, you're a real OG. Thank you guys for joining us. You can always catch this on our YouTube channel, on my YouTube channel, BCD Universe. And then you can also 
find it on any podcasting platform you use out there. Um, it's a great way to spend a couple hours, talk about some games, get some different perspective. But thank you guys for listening as always. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Peace.